chat six I'm calling this one decision to make so uh, we'll get right into it we're doing the continuing saga of the, the van uh, Chevy uh, 1986 Chevy van uh, I think it was originally bought by the school district but that's a good question you think that the school district would have bought a used van off of somebody no they probably bought it new right so it was yeah. probably new by the school district it's in I don't know what you call it, central, south Tucson, so it's central, east, and west, and then a little bit south, just north of the airport in the, the uh, Tucson International Airport. According to the lady at the school district, they have 22 schools, and this van was the electrical department's van, so it's got the, uh, it's a white Chevy van with no, it's like just a, called a Chevy van, that's the model, Chevy van, and a G30, so it's a one-ton, and it's just a uh, Nothing. It's all metal all the way around. No windows. Just the driver's side, driver door. I guess I'll get some pictures going here in a minute. But for people who might be listening to this as a podcast, that's what we're talking about. Uh, bought it a few five days ago or so. And wait, no, a week ago. Got, I, I bought it. Bought it two a week ago. Thursday, two weeks ago Thursday, and I picked it up a week ago today. And been having issues with emissions and. Uh, working on now the transmission and the drivetrain, I guess, and then, um, and of course, working on how I'm going to set this thing up to be a road trip van. So uh, guys from Gun Channels are helping me out with uh, some of the technical and troubleshooting aspects of it, and people have been enjoying listening to this. We actually started using Google Live Hangouts just to facilitate this conversation about it, but people have been interested in watching it, so uh, they don't happen on any regular scheduled um, time frame at this point just whenever the van breaks down so uh, that's pretty much where I'm at today so I've got Dr. No, Bob and GW Thumbs who are uh, who've been helping me here in the last couple of days and I'll explain to these guys the saga today so I well first off any questions from before we get going No questions here. All right. Well, that was a pause for me to be able to drink, but thanks for keeping going. So, did uh, so you topped everything up and that before you took it for emissions, though, right? Well, I'll try to give you the synopsis. I started out having to go to the store to buy <clears throat> um, the filter for the transmission, the tool to mix the idle, and then on the carburetor, and then the fuel additive for the gasoline. Shit, I hope that can be okay sitting there. Anyway, uh, talked to No and you guys and figured out a plan of attack. I went in there, I changed the fuel filter out first, and that's when I realized I didn't order three or five fuel filters off of Rock Auto. I don't know how that got taken from the cart, but they're not in my pile of stuff from Rock Auto. They weren't on my order. Oh, so man. then I had to go back to the store to buy, wanted to buy three or four of them, right? because they're a couple of bucks. Well, they're $3, and I can only get one. So I'm still going to probably get them on Rock Auto since I don't think I'll be leaving in the morning. Um, I'm also thinking about getting the door seals because the whole set of door seals is like $110 to do all the two back doors, two side doors, and front and, side, and passenger. And uh, we're talking the rubber snake that goes along, you know, clips into the channel. Um, yeah. So anyway, I didn't have a fuel filter. I came back, put the fuel filter on, 
I went to adjust the um, idle, so I adjusted the idle up. I talked to Noah. He told me how to get the the mix on the idle right so that when you spray starter fluid now, it revs a little bit. And I've got the idle quite a bit quicker, but not as fast as it'll possibly go, but quite a bit, well, a bit quicker than what I had at it when I failed it the last time at 600 out of 300. Um, so I figure it's a faster idle. It's, I've got it torqued down to where it's lean again so that hopefully it's running quickly and lean, so not blowing through too much gas or letting too much gas blow through it. And then there should be no vacuum leaks. I mean, I've sprayed everywhere around there with all kinds of stuff. I haven't found any vacuum leaks. It's got a new fuel filter now. There is no inline fuel filter, just the one up by the carburetor. Everything seems good to go. So then I went to the transmission, which you know, had to make it go first. So I looked for that TV cable. There was none. So I started sending no pictures, and we identified that it's a TH400, three-speed? Yeah, three on the tree. Turbo 400. Is that what it is now? Yeah. Okay, so figured out that's what it is. So there's no cable. It's just this vacuum line. Well, I was fiddling out the vacuum line, and it's attached to this, like, saguaro cactus-looking gizmo that comes out of the engine. And one of the, the bottom saguaro cactus limb was attached to some vacuum line, and that was just almost loose. Like, it almost fell off when I touched it. So I was able to jam it back on to kind of like a spark plug going on, spark plug wire going on. You know, it, it was tight again. So... Um, I don't know if that was the issue or not. I'm not even honestly sure anymore because I'll tell you at the end of the story, the symptom right now is that I can drive it until it gets hot and then it won't drive anymore. So it might have just been that it was cool or it might have been that vacuum thing, whatever. I was able to pull it out of the driveway, zip up and down the street on the lawn, which is kind of an incline. So I figured, okay, that must have been the problem. Like that vacuum came off. I didn't notice because I wasn't looking for it. I lost all my vacuum or something. But I still had the wine, and it, but it was able to engage and do its thing. So I figure, all right, it's moving, and if it's moving, I think I solved the, the transmission thing, so I'm going to go ahead and, uh, what the hell was I thinking? I'm going to go to emissions before I do the transmission filter. Oh, you know what? I thought I had bought the wrong transmission filter. Once we got underneath, the, after looking for the TV cable, uh, the throttle valve cable, I thought I would uh, look at the transmission to see where the cable was, like if it was broke or not there or something, and it was different, right? I sent uh, Noah a bunch of photographs of it, and he figured out that it's this TH400 instead. So I figure I bought the filter and gaskets for whatever I thought it was yesterday, just off of whatever the Chilton was telling us, and we all assumed it was, what, a 400 RT or something? R4. R4, yeah. R4. So we all thought it was that. I thought I bought the gaskets for that, so then I'm like, all right, I'm just going to, I can't do the gaskets anyway. I'm going to uh, go get that E85 gas, and then I'm going to go to Checker or whatever, the auto part. I keep saying Checker. O'Reilly, and get the, because O'Reilly's been really nice. Those guys are pretty smart. Um, and gals. A couple of shops are all gals. So uh, I, I bring back, I think I'm bringing back my gasket and seals for the transmit the wrong transmission, but it turns out, do they sold me the wrong ones, or they sold me the right ones incorrectly, or whatever. But I have the right ones for the damn TH400 that I actually have. So I'm like, all right. So I guess I was here for no reason. I was you no. Know, it's suggested buying a stethoscope. I don't have any money, so I was thinking, well, maybe these parts guys can help me figure out what this wine is. So I go out there and I'm like, hey, do you mind? I asked the guy at the O'Reilly, do you mind listening to this wine? Give me an idea of what you think it is. 
So I had to take the car around the parking lot to get the wine going. It won't just happen when you start the car. It makes me think transmission. But anyway, so uh, he listens to it and he goes, well, that's probably your transmission. It sounds like it's really low. And I start thinking about it, and I'm like, all right, well, um, I thought the advice I had been given was go with good transmission fluid. Don't just go to the dollar store and buy whatever the cheapest transmission you can fluid you can get. So I was going back into O'Reilly, and I bought on my credit card, um, on my PayPal credit card. So basically, it pulled it from my PayPal account. Um, uh, the gallon and two quarts of the antifreeze or transmission fluid. Thinking I'm going to about to go home with the correct gasket after I go to emissions, and I'm going to change my filter, and I'm going to tighten the leak, you know, fix the leak, and now my shit's not going to leak, and I'm going to be good to go. This guy's telling me I'm low, so I'm thinking I'm going to go ahead and dump the rest of my transmission fluid from the dollar store the other day into it since it's low and really do fine at emissions then. I won't have to squeak anymore. So I dump in a, a quart or what is it, a quarter or a pint, whatever the little bottle is. No. Yeah, quart. Dump in a quart, and I see no effect on the dipstick at all. Like I pull it out, and it's like slimy red on the bottom, and it's clear up top, right? So I'm like, all right, this is no help at all. So I uh, uh, pour in a second bottle, and then again, nothing. And I'm like, shit, what the hell? I don't know if I texted no or whatever, and I was like, shit, I wonder if I should throw in a third bottle, right? I'm still not hearing any effect. Like, the wine is still there. It's 100% the same wine, but, you know, I've dumped two quarts of this uh, transmission fluid in. So I stop on the side of the road on the way to emissions, and I drop in a third thing of transmission fluid, and now when I check it, it's still only on the side, but it's sort of more, right? Now I can almost see it. And I also noticed that the transmission fluid, or no, I was still putting the shitty transmission fluid. So now I got three things of transmission fluid in, and I get that same symptom I had yesterday where the engine's revving, it's going 100 miles an hour, and it's just coasting. Like there's nothing, no power getting to the transmission at all. Like I literally broke the spine or something, and I'm just running my engine for no reason. So I end up getting it over the side of the road and take a breath. I call, I texted no, and I was trying to figure out, or did I call you? Try to figure out, did I fucking fill this thing too much and I blew it out or something else going on? I think we were thinking maybe I put new fluid in and that stirred it up and I lost all its ability to traction. Yeah, maybe. basically we were, we were on phone calls by that point. Um, you started to get the smell in the fluid too. So That's what, no, so then... This was still just the the dollar store stuff. So the the dollar, and then I'm also I sent you some pictures of the dipstick. Like, how do I read this fucking dipstick? Because I've got red smear from like eight inches of dipstick, but nothing that goes across the whole dipstick or anything. So uh, you're like, well, you probably had it way empty. You added some, but you know, I'm thinking, or I mean, I said it's insignificant to the eleven quarts it holds or something. I've added three. You know, it's probably just bone dry still. So I asked you, what if I just drop in a these two quarts I got from the new stuff, the better stuff that I was going to fill it? Because I'm thinking I only got enough to fill it or refill it. I didn't get enough to do a complete flush because the difference is the torque converter holds like five. So I only bought enough to flush it I, or you know undo it and fill it again with the torque converter staying full. I didn't get enough for a lot, so I didn't have any extra or anything. So anyway, I put in the first one, no effect on the dipstick, right? I put in the second one, as far as I can tell, no effect on the dipstick. I still see red stuff all down the side, the edge of the dipstick, but nothing across the fucking dipstick. 
So I think, all right, it just sucked in two more quarts. It was bone dry. The thing holds 11 altogether. The torque converter holds five of that. That's still six sitting there, you know, in a pan or whatever. Like, this thing is just that dry. I still got the wine and everything, but now I'm, like, done. It doesn't even fucking move. I can't get reverse, nothing. You put it in drive, and you floor it, and you're just sitting there, and it's flooring. Like, the engine's revving as fast as you want to go. Nothing engages, nothing. I'm like, oh, shit. Put it in reverse, same thing, nothing, right? So, uh, long story short, I'm on the side of the road thinking, all right, I'm getting it towed now, right? So, I'm a dude, so... After a while, I figure I started again because magical genie, you know, fairies will fix it for me by sitting there, and that's what happened. And I could drive it again. And I was like, well, shit, magical fairies worked. And then as soon as I remember figuring that out, like it stops running again. So now I'm coasting into a green light, like about to try to wing through a, a left turn in front of everybody with just my momentum, and then stall on the side of the road, not stall, but turn it off on the side of the road for a bit, and then not even that long, like way less time than I've spent telling this story and then I can start it and I'm in first gear and I drive and vroom and I'm off and it'll even get up a hill and then it'll get still shittier and shittier and shittier and then no power so to me I'm thinking all my grind anyway so then long story short I figure I'm going to take it to the guy who um, oh I didn't even talk about I had talked to an, an, a transmission guy who's really close to my house and I asked him if he could see it and diagnose it, and he said the first time he's got is Thursday. So I'm like, dude, I, I, I'll take your Thursday appointment, but if you can do it sooner than that, I'm on my second three-day tag, and I'm about to expire, and I really need to get it to emissions too. So, you know, if there's any possible way you can look at it sooner. He calls me as I'm dead on the side of the road. So I'm like, hey, I'm dead on the side of the road. If I can get it to you, will you look at it? He's like, sure. So on my way, way to him, and uh, that's when it... I started showing the symptoms of like nothing. Like I could put it in drive and gun it, and it just sits there, not doing even trying to move. But if I let it sit for a bit, I get my gears back and I can drive for a bit. And then it'll eventually lose it uh, to pull over, wait for a bit, and then I wait and boom, I've got my gears for a little while. So that's the symptoms I died with or I ended with, and then I just decided to bring it back to the house. The guy with the transmission shop wants to spend, wants me to pay. He's thinking a thousand dollars for him to take my transmission out, rebuild it, and put it back in, which I think is a lot. No thinks it's a lot. I'm thinking I got to figure out other options. Now we're in this chat, so that's that's today. All right, all right. So how do we fix this for the like six dollars in my wallet? Uh, I'm not sure about that. But the good news is the TH400 transmissions are a hell of a lot cheaper than the 700R4s. I'm finding them for like $100, $200. The transfer case, $300. Which isn't, you know. So Dan was saying, don't put E85. I don't know why he's watching on YouTube when it's... I don't know. Yeah, he's watching on YouTube for some reason. We've got the whole channel over there on Gun Channels now for this... Anyway, um, he's saying don't put an 85 in a non-85 engine. If you do, you very well have to drain the tank. So I put in $7 worth. Oh, $7, right? Not 7 gallons. $7 worth. No, $15 worth. 7 gallons. Seven. Oh. So 7 gallons into maybe a quarter tank, so it's sitting about a half a tank with that. Well, what the fuck? Now you're going to tell me not to do it? You're the one who is urging to do it. I told you. I told you when your tank was damn near empty... Put in a gallon or two of it and burn it out of your engine real quick. It it, it it's fine for the for the purposes that we have here. 
you're you're okay. Um, like I said, you don't want anything long term because it is damaging um, to to any sort of rubber. It's corrosive, but we're not dealing with quantities and amounts here. If you're uncomfortable with it, toss a few gallons of regular gas in there and let the thing run up, and you'll be okay. But you got plenty of detergent in it right now, so that's the least of your worries. Right. Um, and it was really to get us two emissions, then I was going to dilute it with more gas after yeah. another three-quarters or half a tank of regular gas and then run that down completely and then regular gas from then on with right. hybrid the, 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 the purpose battle of that cleaner, that fuel um, additive, the red line, I got a half a bottle of that in there right now. Yeah. The, the, and you started out with quarter anyway. So um, the purpose the purpose of that, quite simply, is that E85 only has like two thirds of the the energy of regular gasoline, so it's by default got lower emissions. Um, and and the alcohol component makes everything run a little bit cleaner. Um, it'll in and of itself, it'll clean up a little carbon and stuff. But the rest of the crap that's in there is what's bad for seals and gaskets and stuff like Anything that. Anything rubber, yeah. So it'll make your car run pretty shitty because your sh your car is expecting to run with gasoline that puts out you know one to one power, and it gets something that puts out two thirds power. So it's going to be running even leaner than what you'd expect, and it'll pass on hydrocarbons and carbon monoxide easier. But there's some other like formaldehydes or something else that they test for not here in Tucson, and it'll send those levels way up because. Well, you're not really designed for to run what it. We're using it for it'll be fine. You didn't put very yeah, much. You're fine. It's just the transmission issue is the big thing. Yeah. 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 So now we're now we're back to that. I mean, the the way the way the carb is tuned, or the way the carb was tuned with the E85 in there, um, it passed every other rolling portion of the emissions, just the idle portion, and he should he should have come down way off of the. Um, 600 mark. The transmission's a different story. Um, basically speaking, through the course of events today, the best I can figure out is that the thing had no trannies fluid in it when he picked it up. It was run low and run dry. Mm -hmm. So the only the only stiction in those clutch packs were due to the fact that they were probably gummed up and dry. Then started added fluid, we knew it had a leak in it, okay, and no baseline as to how much fluid was in until today. Well, today the fluid actually finally got up to the height of the clutch packs, and as soon as they re-soaked themselves and fluid started pumping in, and obviously the torque converter was drained as well, um, the fluid started to pump in, and the level went down again, okay, which gave the thing a little bit more grip, and then putting more fluid in you know, completely wet the clutch packs, and when the clutch packs got wet, that's when the peppery burning smell started, and all the normal things of hey, my transmission's slipping. So yeah. on the dry on the dry clutch packs, there would be no smoke really, unless you burnt the living crap out of them. You know, almost so it's purposefully. Like, it's like as I'm driving, they're getting lubricated and losing all their ability to hold each other, and then I'm stopping, and they're flushing and stripping down and then all of a sudden they can catch again for a little while and then they start to get lubricated and they can't. Right, and now there's oil in it that's that's burning up and getting sticky and now you're getting the smell that you would normally smell when you're burning up a transmission. 
Okay. So I'm going to say to make things easier, um, get the thousand dollars to take it over to the guy. It's going to take me a week, though. So I'm not looking forward to that aspect of it, and I'm not looking forward to the thousand dollars. But we were looking at uh, what six fifty plus labor yesterday. Um, how much could I possibly save from just taking it to this guy who's local for a thousand? I mean, am I gonna go through a bunch of effort and learning about shit and going to people's houses and trying to pull my own transmission off of something and save a hundred dollars, or am I gonna save four hundred dollars? Well, here's the deal. The, I, I sent you that one link today. There's a guy in Tucson that has a Turbo 400 out of a um, one-ton Chevy pickup truck, which should be the same tail length, a nine-inch tail length. Um, and he was looking for 300 or best offer. Um, it looked like it was off. It was his picture that was just sitting there on the driveway? So it's yeah, it's already, it's already out of the car. It's on the ground. So I could uh, go over there if I could find $300 somewhere or sell something for $300 then pick that thing up, then what? Take it to this guy. He's going to tell me it takes a week. He might be offended that I'm bringing him one and not letting him show me how awesome he is at rebuilding one for 150 parts. Yeah, yeah, but we're not talking about an insignificant amount of money. I mean, the guy said 300 are best offer, so even if you give him the three bills for it, you're looking at a $700 difference. That's not a small amount of pocket change. Um, so if the guy's offended, you know, basically speaking, it's a two-man job. If you know what you're doing and you've done it before, you can do it solo, but it's absolutely miserable and difficult to do. All right. Um, I'm not trying to do it. I'm trying to get it done quickly. So if I were to get this $300 one, assuming it's still available because it sounds like a good deal, then um, look for a Craigslist guy or a mobile mechanic guy and try to get him an appointment to come over and bring two guys or tell them I'll help them for make it cheaper and then wrestle this thing into the car tomorrow and I'm back on the road by Friday. Absolutely. If you have one other guy, all we all you need the second guy for is muscle and lineup. Okay. Yeah. So it's literally. If I was there, I'd help you out. Okay. So it's literally just taking the thing off and putting the thing back on, just unzipping and zipping. Right. It's it's actually I looked it up. Um, it's uh, the job in a dealership pays four hours. Okay. Oh, which is five. Yeah, which is relatively nothing. Um, and that transmission's pretty easy to work on. You have one electrical connection on the driver's side, and you have the one vacuum line on the passenger side, and you're good to go. The big thing, like I said, is to make sure that the tail length is correct. In a car, a Turbo 400 normally has a four-inch tail. A truck, a gas truck usually has a nine-inch tail, and a diesel truck can be either a nine-inch tail or a 12-inch tail. So yeah, you'd have to just make sure, measure the tail on yours, and and then make sure it's the same as the transmission you're buying. And then you should be good. Like you know, I I couldn't see a mechanic charging more than yeah. maybe three hundred bucks. Now, deep. now the big the big reason why you would want to have him do it is because when you get it apart, you need to check the torque converter. Okay. If it, based on the symptoms that you described, I don't think there's anything wrong with the torque converter, but you want to be 100% sure of that while you got it apart because the last thing you want to do is take it apart again. Okay. Um, that whining sound, if it's not internal to the transmission because it's in time with the engine 
and not in time with the speed of the vehicle means it's the it's the input shaft bearing or um, something with the torque converter. But I don't like I said once again my instinct based on how it was working. I don't believe it's the torque converter. It's more than likely the input shaft bearing. Mining is 100% in correlation with the engine. Right. Not with the transmission itself. So if it doesn't whine when it's running. It only whines when I'm gassing it, and it whines more when I gas it, and then it whines less when I let the gas off. Yeah, but you have to realize the shaft that goes in the front of the transmission spins at engine speed. Okay, so you're saying it's just the front end of the transmission then? Right. Yeah. That's, that's the area that we're talking about. But you, like I said, you want to be certain that the torque converter is working and locks up correctly um, while you have it apart, because the last thing you want to do is have to drop the transmission again. Well, so four-hour job ain't something I'm interested in doing, really, because, I mean, unless it's four hours as twist and bolts, which I can't imagine, it's got to be an hour's worth of prep or something, then an hour's worth of wrestling it out, an hour's worth of wrestling it in, then an hour's worth of tying it up. Not quite exactly that. Usually getting it out's easy. Putting Getting the new one lined up and put in is the pain in the nuts part. I, mean, I you know I don't have a lift in the house. I have I have jack stands. I I can get cars pretty up high off the ground, um, and even then doing it on your back is a nightmare. And I have like three three jacks to do it with. Um, if you have a lift and can get the car up in the air and you have proper transmission jacks, one person can do it fairly easily because you have the right setup. So I I'm completely in agreement with you there. You do not want to be crawling around on the ground trying to do this especially solo. So again, any we're talking about one of the most basic rudimentary ancient setups that there is. A small block Chevy with a turbo 400 transmission is like a cabbage patch doll of the auto industry. So anybody with worth their salt figure that's, you know, over the age of 35 if you want to qualify that should be able to pull this off no problem just with you under there and he'll be telling you you know lift up the back move it to the left move it to the right blah 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 whatever so that's what I'm looking for is how do I get well okay I'll figure out how to get $300 so I need to so it sounds like the plan of attack then is to get this one off of Craigslist go over there in the cop car pick it up put it in my trunk and then arrange for the guy that was a friend of my other mobile mechanic or just I'll call around for a mobile transmission guy and have them probably meet up somewhere where there's a piece of concrete and do this job in a couple hours. Yeah. Actually, an, another trick, and I've done this in my youth more times than before than, than I care to admit, <clears throat> if there's a parking lot that has loading areas um, or high curbs for trucks, a lot of times you can find a spot where you can get like the the back wheels up off the ground or the front wheels up off the ground and elevated amount make sure you chalk your rear wheels like appropriately um, there's there's all kinds of different tricks um, to get the thing up in the air but basically speaking the higher up in the air that it is you want to be on solid concrete you definitely don't want to be in the sand or dirt or anything like that Right. Um, and the higher you can get the, the, the thing up, the easier it is. 
Yeah, I just wish I wouldn't have fucked with it, because then it would have got through emissions, and I could at least have one more thing off the plate. So Z's asking if it's the seventh time. No, I didn't even get to go do the sixth. Well, what am I on? The seventh one, I guess. No. No, it's the free one, so it's the sixth. So um, I didn't even get over there. I got out of the house to the five gas, which Dan O'Reilly's I filled up the tank with, and then I went to the O'Reilly to trade off the thing, ended up buying transmission fluid, got advice that it was probably really low, and added fluid to the transmission, and that started slipping, and now I have no power again, and I barely limped home after that. I got to the emissions place, but I would have never been able to, I think it's like, it seems like an hour, but you have to rev it at like 38 miles an hour for a while, and that's tricky. I have a real problem doing that. It's, it's not running great, so it's... uh. That's, it's, I would have had to run it way longer than I would have to get well, it to. Here's, here's the funny part about it. And this, this is like an insane thing. If you drained enough transmission fluid out of it, that the pump didn't draw air, the valve body stayed full, and we know the torque converter is loaded right now, if you got the clutch packs dry and spun them up, you would probably have a working transmission long enough to pass... Um, emissions, but the bottom line is the, the pins pulled on the grenade here. We know they're slipping, so it literally, like you were driving home the other day, it could fail at any time. It could it could have been that going up that hill soaked one of the clutch packs um, just because of the angle tilt and, and the way the fluid transfers. Okay, you're, you're talking about all those crazy variables. Yeah. So now I'm looking at... Uh, Purchase and I don't know if to wrap it up. We're looking at, or to sum it up, I guess we're looking at getting a three hundred dollar transmission. It's got seventy two thousand miles on it, and then just trying to find somebody to help me or to put it in that I can help put it in so I can see the process. Because then once I know what it is, I know what it is. Isn't there a transmission jack that just has like a cradle thing to hold it steady, and then you just jack it up and pull your tranny out, drop it down on that? Yeah, so that's when that's when you have the car up on the lift. That's where they. That's where, like I said, when when I say the the shop manual actually the GM shop manual allocates four hours for that job. That's with the car up on the lift and with the proper transmission jack, which will let you do all the angles and rolling that you need as one person. Oh, so it's to facilitate one person. Anyway, I'll watch the guy if I can, just so I can see how it's working down there and what it looks like, but. I'd rather have somebody then knows what a what the torque converter looks like, so we can make sure it's and, not. And the other thing too, quite simply, is this: you've never done it before, and you're looking at doing it for the first time under the worst possible conditions ever, and there is a very good likelihood that you can hurt yourself. Huh. I almost died with the cop car once, so I'm all right. I got luck on my side, but. Not cash, so I guess we'll end. I don't know. Should we keep going, or there's not much else to talk about, really? That's to sum it up and to kind of archive it. People in the, the saga of the van, and I still think it's worth it. If I were to take it over to this guy and spend a grand, I'm like 800 into it, or something like that. Maybe a little bit more now, but uh, still be a pretty decent van for if I took it over and got a transmission rebuilt from that guy. Well, I, know yeah. I know it's a crappy thing to say, but the fact of the matter is with the Turbo 400 transmission, the repairs are actually across the board cheaper. That's why I said to you that the $1,000 that this guy wants to, to rebuild, um, I'm, I'm not saying the guy's time's not worth it, but, I mean, you can most definitely save yourself 
at least we know seven hundred bucks. Right. Well, seven probably more like five, but I'm hoping somebody will help me or put it in there for two hundred. Was a thousand dollars for him like completely rebuild it, remove, rebuild, and reinstall? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're looking you're looking at about saving five hundred bucks, which again still is no small amount of change. No, not when I don't have any. So yeah, it's uh, at least it's uh, an easier number to shoot for. And yeah. I mean, two thousand miles ain't nothing. You know, that should be plenty. And the other the other thing too, quite simply, is there's for every one guy out there that knows how to rebuild a transmission, there's ninety nine guys out there that know how to R and R one. Yeah, so I guess I uh, don't need to stay on here all night, so we'll uh, wrap it up with that, and we'll have another one whenever something new happens in the thing, and obviously we'll let people know about how the emissions test goes. I still have my tag till tomorrow, so hopefully I can call the guy, figure out a way to get that engine, uh, that thing, and I just have it put in tomorrow. Yeah, hopefully. All right, guys, thanks again. You got it. Cool. See you later. Hey, what the hell is this commercial doing? They got me. They got a commercial on me.